that is a really good marriage. Yeah. Because now you are doing it together. It's not just a a wife thing that you are doing over there and I'm tolerating it. This is something that we are doing. This is the next season of our marriage and I can't wait to see how my wife's heart is going to bloom and grow and become excited. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, who does the chores when your wife starts working from home? Perfect. Thank you. That's the one. That's the only one. (laughs) Take one. Let me make that clear. Yes, dear. Hey. Testing one, two, three. Hello. I'm talking. Yes, talkie, you are. Talkie, talkie. And I am talking in talkie, talkie. Um, here's our question for today. Okay. And this one applies to our life right now. Okay. Okay. Here it is. Uh, curious from a male perspective. I'm actually reading from a Facebook marriage group right now which is a wonderful source for all sorts of marriage questions and marriage problems. Here it is. Curious from a male perspective, what are your thoughts on WFHW, which is a new term I never heard before. I have no idea what that is. But it stands for work from home wife. Apparently you are a WFHW. Okay. So basically uh, this role is running her own business that makes money. Um, and she does daily tasks to build her business at home. Again, this being something that takes time to really make happen. Uh, so she's not actually a stay-at-home mom uh, or a wife where she's doing the stereotypical roles of uh, being responsible for cleaning, cooking, house chores, etc. Et so here's the question. What do the men here think of this role? Would you be patient enough with your wife if she ran her own business and it made money, um, essentially when it did make money, not knowing if it ever would? Would you expect her to still do all the house chores, even though she works from home full time and is busy trying to grow her own business? Oh, that's a good one. Why is that a good one right now? Well, because that's kind of what we're doing right now. It is exactly what we're doing right now. Yeah. You have just started your own business. Yes, I have. Talk about rotten timing. Yeah, pretty rotten timing, (laughs) but... What's the business you're doing for those who might not be aware of it? So I started travel agent business. You started travel agent business on the day the the world shut down with COVID here. Yeah. Well, I didn't actually start it on the day. (laughs) My my plan, I had started it before COVID was even really much of a thing. I was getting it all prepped and prepared. And then I was going to announce and launch on on the 15th of March, which was the day that the world um, stood still. Yeah, pretty much. And all travel stopped. The world's going to get back to some semblance of normal eventually so that you can become a successful travel agent. Right, right. Why do you want to be a travel agent, by the way? This is a little, little, um, a little side, yeah, a little side, side conversation here. Um, well, it's interesting because I've been a stay at home mom and for 25 years yes. now. And my kids are mostly grown up. We still have one in high school, yep. but he'll be a senior next year. And I'm turning 50 this year. And I told Paul, I, I started thinking at the beginning of the year, I really need to figure out what it is that I want to do now that I'm, uh, in quotes, grown up. You're right. Um, You're done with I'm, the active parenting role. Yes, I'm, my active parenting role is mostly done. Right. Whatever it is that I want to do, I want to still have the freedom to be able to 
finish out Isaac's senior year. Right. And I love travel. Yeah, I you do. Not just travel. I love cruising. Yeah. And... I started thinking of all the things that I could do. Well, I don't want to go work for someone because then I'm kind of trapped in what I can do or, or my time. But I love planning travel. I love Mm -hmm. looking things up. I love finding deals. I love, I love everything about that. And I thought, you know, why don't I just become a travel agent? That sounds like a lot of fun to me. Not only will I be able to help people, but I'll also be able to plan our trips our trips, like secure marriage trips. Yes, yes. Because eventually we would love to do some um, marriage cruises. Yes, exactly. With couples, invite yes. them to go to beautiful places in the world and actually work on their marriage. Exactly. So I started looking into it and it worked out really yeah. well. It just fit into what I want to do. I will say for me, it has been really interesting making a transition of working at home, doing my job to get my business up and running, finding the balance of, okay, is it okay for me to actually be sitting, doing this, working on my computer all day long when there's dishes that could be done or sometimes dinner doesn't get made? And I keep having to ask Paul, is it okay that I'm doing this? Is it okay? He's like, you're working. But because I'm at home still, it, it still feels like I should be doing all of those things that I've spent the last 25 years doing. This is a great question because this applies to us so much. But the question is actually directed more towards me as right. a man. But I'm going to ask you your perspective in some okay. of this. Because um, if I still expected you to do all those other stereotypical stay-at-home mom things. You're doing all the laundry, all the dishes, all the cleaning, all the prep for the kids, all of the everything else. And my only job is to go to work, provide financial income, come home. If I expect you to continue to do all of those things as you try to start a job, how are you going to feel? Frustrated for one thing, because I don't, even right now, and our kids are grown, so yeah. we've got lots of help around the house to do those things. Yeah. I still, I, I would be frustrated because I would be divided and I can't put effort into starting a new job, especially something that I don't, that I have to kind of develop from the begin- grounds up. Right. There's no way I could do both of them well. Right. I'd probably feel resentful of you. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like there would be that support. Like, do you really want me to do this? Or do you, are you just saying, yeah, sure. Just try it out. See how it works, but not really be supportive of me trying something new. If I was leaving the house every day, you wouldn't, well, maybe you might have that expectation that when I come home, I still do all those things, but you would understand that they weren't going to get done as well or yeah. as quickly yeah. as if I was at home. The expectation for for me to be at home and still do those things is a little unrealistic because where do I f- divide my time? Does that mean, okay, now I have to decide, okay, I can only devote two hours of work to this new job that I'm doing and the rest of my time I have to be doing this other stuff or while I'm trying to be devoted to my work. I know in my head, I've got this, 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 the dishes, all of this stuff that needs to be done. So I can't really stay focused on my job. So I'm really not even doing my job. 
Yeah. It's not actually taking it seriously. Right. It would be hard for you to take it seriously and devote the time, energy, and effort towards it. And my behavior would not be saying that I take it seriously. Right. But I take your dreams, your hopes, your desires seriously. Right. And this, this is something you're still just kind of playing at. Right. It's interesting because there are days that I actually feel that way. You have helped me be able to take my new job more seriously. And not have to do the chores, the dishes, or the laundry because you are actually at work. Yes. Even if your work is sitting on the couch, typing on your computer, or researching whatever uh, cruise information for uh, a client you have. Right. It doesn't look like Work. Exactly. And that's the thing. Looks like it, you're surfing on Facebook. Yes, it doesn't look like I'm doing work. Exactly. <laughs> that That's the thing. I'm not used to, the only time I'm used to being on my computer while I'm at home is if I'm looking at Facebook or yeah. looking at Amazon or, yeah. you know, so to be on my computer for four or five or six hours a day yeah. feels to me like I'm, look like I'm wasting time. Yeah. A computer hasn't been a business object for you it's no. been a a play leisure object. pleasure yeah. yeah i would answer this question in two very distinct ways um again because this question is directed towards the husbands of wives who are now transitioning into this first off is um, all healthy marriages have to transition they don't ever stay the same forever because right. if they do they're now stale stagnant and incredibly boring and so as Uh, adults mature and go through different phases of their life, like getting kids out of the house and a wife trying something new, that is to be expected. That is to be encouraged. That is to be celebrated. It is a natural transition in any marriage. New things are supposed to come in and old things are supposed to go out. And healthy marriages are the ones that can adapt, that can adjust, that can that can sit down and move into those transition periods in, uh, intentionally, right? Rather than reactively, they're going in, going, "Yes, this is actually what we want to do." Now, before we do it, let's sit down and actually talk through what is that going to mean? How? What right. is it going to cost me as a husband? What's it going to cost you as a wife? And let's be intentional about this. Right. That is a really good marriage. Yeah. Because now you are doing it together. It's not just a a wife thing that you are doing over there and I'm tolerating it. This is something that we are doing. Believe it or not, when you signed up to become a travel agent, it's like, this is going to be fun for us. Right. Not because we get to go on cruises, even though that's a little perk of being a travel <laughs> right. agent. But this is something that we get to do. This is the next season of our marriage. And I can't wait to see how my wife's heart is going to bloom and grow and become excited. And when she totally messes up and when she totally <laughs> screws up and when she makes a mistake, you've already made a couple of mistakes. Yep. And you've been panicked. Watching you grow through those through those normal everyday business kind of things, which because I've been going to work every day right. for the last 50 years of my life, <laughs> it, those things are normal for me. And now you right. get to learn those things. And, and I'm watching you become this beautiful new woman. Thanks. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen. So transitions are normal. Transitions are healthy. Transitions are to be expected. Right. The second thing is, As a husband, this now becomes an opportunity to serve you, 
to say, my wife is actually needing a little bit more in the relationship. And instead of trying to keep it equal, because that question actually has a little bit of a, an assumption that she, the wife does all these chores over here and the husband does all these responsibilities right. over here. And I was massively guilty of that that mindset, that perspective in our marriage for early, many, many years. Yeah, of our early marriage. in our marriage when when we had yes. young kids, and it led to some beautiful fights. It did really good ripping t- uh, monster fights between you and me. Yeah, and it required me as a husband to start to shift my mindset, saying, "Wait a second, she's working just as hard at home." Raising the kids and doing all these things, which means the dishes aren't getting done and the laundry's not getting done because she's actually doing important stuff over here. And part of being married is we do the chores. Even if I'm at work all day, I still have responsibility. In fact, my first responsibility is at home. My second responsibility is at work. And so I already assume that I'm going to be doing some chores dishes, laundry, you know, mowing the lawn, whatever that is, I'm already going to be doing that even if you didn't have a job. Right. That is a a base assumption that I have. It takes a lot of work to raise kids, especially when you have four kids under the age of, you know, eight, six, four, and one. Yeah. That was, and when they were younger and that's that's a lot of work and trying to get your even just the normal household duties done. Well, let's let's even kick it out of the the time era of raising kids because we have our kids are grown basically. They right. are autonomous. We yes. could drop dead and they would still make They're pretty it in self-sufficient. Life. They would do okay. Your job again actively parenting is done. Right. I still have the assumption that I have to help out around the house. Right. Right. And it's not solely your job to do everything around the house here. And if I start to become frustrated and disappointed, it is my responsibility to turn to you or to the boys and go, guys, I'm frustrated. Here's why. Right. I have been at work for the last six hours and I know you have been on video games and you've been watching TV and you've been doing Facebook all day. And now I have to come home and do all... It's my job to actually talk through that rather than make an assumption or react, have a crappy reaction um, to that. So as you transition into your new job, even if it's not making, in fact, it's not making any money right now. Well, I was going to ask you about that because one of the questions was whether or not there might be income or there might not be income. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's still time well spent right for you to to put all the time energy and effort into your job even if it doesn't make a dime and i still will gladly share in the responsibilities of doing the chores because that is my way of of uh, sponsoring your business of helping you grow and become yeah that's a business person that's been one of the things that's been um really helpful for me to hear from you because I keep thinking, oh my goodness, I, well, now particularly with COVID going on and not a lot of people booking things, even though people are, some some travel agents are booking out for next year or the mm-hmm. year after that. A lot of people um, aren't booking Mm-mm. and I don't have a big client base yet, 
And I'm thinking, I'm not going to make any, I'm actually going to lose money this year because we've invested money into it. And I keep asking you, are you sure that's okay? Because I'm supposed to be making money. I don't know how yet, but I'm supposed to be making money. And you keep telling me, even if you don't make any money this year, even if you just do this for one year and you find out that it doesn't work out, this is money well spent because you are learning something new. You're trying something. You're not um, being held back by fears. You're, you're, you're getting to try something new Yes, and find out what you like and what you don't like. That is money well spent. And t- that's so weird for me. But then I have to stop and think, okay, this is a great opportunity for Paul to support me. The, he's tried a bazillion different things, <laughs> things that have worked, things that haven't yep. worked. And, not for Fairzy's sake of me saying, and I've supported him, right? Because I've, I just always will support you yeah. in things that you want to try, yeah. Because I love doing that. I love seeing you try new things, and I have to reverse that and say, okay, if I love seeing him try new things, whether he fails or succeeds, then it stands to reason that he probably feels the same way about me. Yes, it does. So I need to be okay with. If this year I don't make any money, that's okay. I don't make any money, but I've learned a lot. Yeah. And I've had fun doing it. Yeah. And I've had a spouse who has supported me in that. Yeah. Again, one of the undercurrents of this question is that survival brain. It is the, what about me? I have to go to work all day and now you expect me to come home and do chores. What about me? I want someone to take care of me. And that is the cancer in marriages for all time, our selfish nature. And so many people go into marriages going, how do we make this fair and equitable? Right. And I'm going to suggest right now that marriages can't be fair and equitable because for whatever season, I'm going to need something more and you're going to have to give more to me. And you're going to go through a season where it's going to cost me and I have to give more to you. And we're not looking at it being fair and equitable. We are looking at marriages becoming sacrificial. Right. And and how to serving. Exactly. And how do I serve? How do I serve you when you need it most? And how do you serve me when I need it most? The most successful marriages are the ones when both partners have that mindset. They're trying right. to outserve the other person. And if you're starting a business, I get to serve you right now. And nothing makes my heart happier than to watch you bloom and grow and try something new. And if that means I get to wash a few extra dishes, I'm happy to do that. Or we have have a few extra every man for himself dinners. Yes, we do. (laughs) Quite frequently, which is okay by me. Getting out of the survival brain requires a lot of intentionality, a lot of effort. That's one of the main reasons we've actually built the Secure Marriage Framework and our online workshop, which teaches you the six parts of the Secure Marriage Framework. One of those things being, well, two of those things. One is responsibility and one of them is empathy being able to understand this is important to my wife that's empathy. right and here's what i want to give to her because this is what i would love to have received empathy and responsibility is i will still take care of myself and live healthfully even if my wife requires a little bit more effort right now i still have to do the right thing right i'm glad to do that for you that's just two parts there's only six parts of the secure marriage framework and if you master all six of these things 
your marriage will be perfect. We promise. Absolutely perfect. You will never fight again. You will be content and blissfully happy for the rest of your life, right? No, you're not going to have a perfect marriage. But you can have a secure, secure marriage. Secure marriage, That's exactly. a might we might get in trouble for um, a bait and switch or and, uh, yeah. over-promising that. <laughs> We've been using the six parts of the secure marriage framework for years now, and we still have fights. We do. But our fights get resolved pretty stinking quick. Yes. And we get connected again. Yes. And we actually like each other at the end of the end of the day. Yes. We want that to happen for as many couples Anyone who's listening to this right now, we want that to happen to you. So if you are interested, if that piques your curiosity and you actually are buying that whole you'll have a perfect marriage thing, <laughs> securemarriage.com is the place to start. Securemarriage.com. We actually, you can start with a quiz there, which actually helps you assess um, how healthy each of those six things are in your relationship. And then I think the next thing is like a communication little course that you can go yeah. through. All for free. Doesn't yep. cost you a penny. And if you wanted to go take a deeper dive, then you could sign up for the online workshop. But other than that, I think that's it for today. Yeah. Well, this is a good question. It I'm was. glad we came across this one. This was, I like this one. Um, that's it. I think so. We'll see you later. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>